you are listening to an Oakland Asian Mom mini episode. It's been a long time, Cheryl. I know. I want to say our last episode was recorded in... Before spring break. So March. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we're here with another mini episode as we're trying to figure out who to ask to be on. I think we've identified someone. I just haven't asked her. Yes. um, You know, it's in the works, the planning, everything, all the magic that happens in the background. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I wanted to start. So we're recording. Hopefully we can post this tomorrow. We'll see how complicated this conversation gets. But I was able to go see Suga, who is one of the BTS members. First one to do a solo tour. He came to Oakland. He did. Where did he come? Yeah, the arena. He by himself sold out the arena. He sold it out. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So let me just tell this brief story about how I was able to go. So um, you get pre- a pre-sale code if you are part of their fan club, which I, <laughs> I paid like fan club dues and I'm part of the fan club. But I couldn't. You, you play fan, fan club dues. How, how much are yeah. fan club dues? I want to say it's about twenty dollars a year. Oh, so, okay. It's, it's, yeah, it's doable. So That's... I let I let my fan club dues lapse, and then when he announced the tour, <laughs> I re-upped so that I didn't get tickets. Um, I wasn't able to because for for various reasons. So I was a little bummed, but I figured like, okay, well, I mean, we'll just kind of see what happens. So the way that I ended up going is that my friend befriended a stranger in the parking lot. No, through like a a Facebook group of BTS fans, which which that person is on. Yes, and the woman who is um, probably in her sixties, maybe seventies, she had purchased a suite at the Oakland arena for the show. What? And then she was basically like selling tickets to the yeah. suite. But if you divide the cost of the suite between like 10 or 12 people, it comes out to $400 a ticket. But she was offering them at a subsidized price. Why? I don't know. It doesn't that put your like alerts on? Yes, yes. So then she was offering them at a subsidized price. Is she Korean? No, she's a white woman. Interesting. And she was, so she was offering them at a subsidized price. And um, you can't transfer the tickets until a week before the show. Okay. But she wasn't asking for anyone to pay up front or anything like that. So she was just like, okay, well, once I'm able to transfer them, then we can work out the payment then. So a week before the show, she transferred the tickets over to us. And she didn't even ask us to pay for them. So we were like, oh, how can we pay for it? She's like, okay, you could just PayPal me. So then after that, we paid her. And then, you know, you you, you have this like digital ticket. And okay. I was sort of like, I, we, we, were feel, we were feeling like, were we scammed? Or, you uh-huh. know, what's going to go on? So anyway, but I figured, okay, like once I get in the door with this ticket, then I'll know that it's legit and it was legit. And so I was able to go really through the generosity of a community. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And And so did you guys become friends and stuff? 
I wouldn't say, I mean, it was so like we got in there, the show started and then like, like I had to, I had to leave, but I have to say like going to see a show in your hometown, it's like, it's a very special experience. First of all, I mean, I didn't have to travel. So like I went to work, came home and then I went to the show. So it was like sort of just a normal day. Did you do like the thing where you parked at the BART station and walked over? I parked at Fruitvale BART, BARTed over. Yeah, the BARTed back. Yeah. Um, There was an A's game going on at the same time. So um, I was concerned that the Coliseum parking lot would be full, but it wasn't. So I I could have. Yeah, yeah. I could have done it, but I ended up doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so that's just just my very random... I don't know if yeah, anyone okay. But it's kindness of a complete stranger story. I shared with you, it reminds me of my story that I shared with you via text. This is how we plan. We literally like look through our text messages to see what to talk about today. So this was a long time ago. Uh it's probably like maybe late February or so. I um on your recommendation, or I, I finally got a book from OPL, the Oakland Public Library, because I was on the wait list for so long, for Stay True. Oh, yeah, the yeah. memoir. The uh-huh. memoir by Hua Su, right? And so I didn't finish it because I only finished like a third and I feel like I got to return it because it's like the wait list. You get those emails. You cannot read renew because there's such a wait list. And so I hurriedly, is that a word, um, brought it back. Um, but I was reading this book during basketball practice. So it was during the basketball league. And so I was like a basketball like team manager and I was in charge of paying the ref with cash and all that. And so I had to go to the bank and a lot of twenties. And um, it turns out that I had left a whole wad of twenties, <laughs> $80 worth in an envelope. And I used it as my bookmark. And I forgot, I did not even remember it. So did the envelope say your name? Have your name so on it? So I get this really email in my work off email that said, hi, I am so-and-so. And I um, was, re- I'm reading this book and found an envelope <laughs> in this book that I believe belongs to you. And I go, oh, and I said, oh, it's fine. You could just throw it away. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, I feel a little bit embarrassed because I don't know what it was. Was it like a personal journal entry? I yeah, yeah. I don't know. And she goes, no, I think it's best that you either pick it up or, I, you know, we could figure out a way to. And so she found my name. So luckily the envelope had my address and my name. Oh, so it was like something like, someone had sent to you? Yeah, it was like an envelope I just used as a bookmark and it happened to have my name and my address, yikes. And so she looked me up on Google. The only thing that she could find was my work address because they had made like a public announcement about this new job I had. She, and so I'm like, oh, gee, who's this lady? And so she goes, okay, you can pick it up. So I picked it up at her apartment. She lives off the lake. I'm assuming it's a lady. And then she put the envelope underneath her mat and she says oh we were texting she's like I put it in a plastic bag because I'm worried that it's gonna get wet I go oh my god is this what is this piece of piece of paper that I'm so I I go pick it up and I realize oh my gosh it's an envelope full of 20s why didn't she just say to you there's cash in there I, I I don't know 
I don't know. So it was more like a very pleasant surprise. Like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, what a nice person to look me up. Yeah. And she she didn't she didn't take the money. Yeah. I was like, or she didn't bring it back to OPL either. Or like I you know it's such a Chavez. She didn't bring it back. Um, well, I'm assuming that she she could have gotten the book at any branch, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that made me feel like, oh, it's such good people. And I'm thinking, oh, the people who read this book are probably like who would read that book? You know, mm -hmm. like maybe I'm trying to stereotype or generalizing. Well, readers. the funny thing is you and I have both read that book. Yeah. I think it's people, I think a lot of people who maybe went to UC Berkeley. Yeah. Maybe Asian American. Asian American. Right? Interested in that kind of memoir and local because yeah. he's a local person. Not now, yeah. but grew up around here in, yeah. the, in the South Bay. Well, so did this person like did you meet her no or? no no oh, no. i okay. just took it under i just grabbed it actually mm -hmm. so i was driving out my husband to a doctor's appointment so i sent him just go grab it underneath the mat mm -hmm. um i'm like, gonna text her my husband's doing it you see somebody he's gonna grab it and that's it we have it we have it emailed back i have it i said hey you want to be i didn't tell about my podcast i'm just kidding no We're yeah not i know what what if we had her on the podcast <laughs> To talk about her discovery. <laughs> I know. But oh, there's such nice people in the world. Um, well, decent, a, honest. Yeah, you know? I know. Yeah, it's just like decent, honest, generous. And so then it makes you want to do the same, I think. You know, like there was that movie that bombed, but it was called Pay It Forward. And it was basically about like paying forward kindnesses. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, it kind of does sort of make you... when, it, Yeah, just... It's, oh, I've also heard of this new term called a glimmer. So oh. a glimmer is supposed to be just like a little moment in your day. And I guess these aren't little moments, but like things that sort of spark joy or, mm. you know, um, mm -hmm. they're, it's like a positive trigger versus yeah. a negative yeah. trigger. Um, and these are a little bit more than like small things, but yeah, it's sort of in that vein, like just something that makes you feel like hope for humanity. Hope. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, uh, it's kind of funny, your story. So, you know, the Oakland Library, they don't really charge overdues. No, no. Yeah. So, but, so because of that, I am curious about how that motivates different people's behaviors about returning a book on time. Oh my gosh. I, I always, <laughs> I have read at least six or seven books one third of the way, one third to half of the way, because I feel like you let me borrow, you borrowed, um, like we carry from Michelle Obama. Yeah. And then you gave it to me and I said, okay, I'm going to do it for two weeks. So I feel bad. I, and I didn't read it. I only read one third of it. I said, that's enough. And then I returned it because I didn't want your book to be like extended in that zone of like, uh -huh. please return your book. Please return yeah. your book. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is because there are no fees, like when there were fees, when it was a quarter a day and it was a book, like I really liked, I would keep, I would sort of keep it. If I wasn't done with it, I would sort of feel like, oh, you know, paying a dollar, $2, it's not that bad. I don't have to buy the whole book. I just want to finish it. Now I have to admit that I don't feel as much urgency <laughs> to return them, even if there's a waiting list and oh, even oh, if- man. I know I'm that person, but I, I feel like I need to do better though. Well, you actually read the books and into how, how long is your average late period? Like, is it two weeks? 
it's probably not that long. No, it's not that long. And and sometimes it's just like, I just don't have time to get to the library. Yeah. 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 It's like, I want to return the book, but it's just finding the time to like go there. It'd be nice if they had some sort of like drive through, you know, option to like, just Mm. like drop the book off without getting out of your car. But because with Cesar Chavez, I mean, at least the parking's not as bad as it used to be. But yeah, it's, you know, it's just me being lazy. You Um, can just buy a drone, you know, and and maneuver it over. (laughs) to pick it up <laughs> uh, yeah or sometimes what I'll do I mean I've like taken my bike just to drop off books but if there's a book I have to pick up yeah and then you have to go upstairs and all that yeah like with my bike like last time I locked my bike up I couldn't unlock it do you need like you get rusty your key got rusty or something so I so like it, it wouldn't unlock like and so then I had to, thankfully it was during the workday. So, you know, they have that little bike ballet oh, bike yes, shop. Yes, yes. So they helped you out. So they helped me out. And I told the guy like, oh my gosh, I like buy you coffee or something like that. And I never did. Oh my gosh. You need to go buy him coffee or buy someone else a coffee. And I, I see him because I dropped my bike off there when I'm biking into the city and I see him and I always feel a little sheepish because he yeah, like he had this like spray and I think it was like there was the, the, the block was so old that Yeah, yeah, he used some WD forty or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he used something like that. But um yeah, and they remember me there because apparently my bike is like really old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she has the vintage bike. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder she yeah. can't unlock it. Maybe yes. it's though it's vintage, but it's like very expensive. Like if you mm. sell it or something, like if yeah. you have the first iPhone, it's going to be like 20, 30. I don't know how much you sell those old vintage ones, you know? I, my sense is that it was some like cheesy, big, big box store, oh, like brand that maybe enough time has passed where it's become cool because yeah. they all seem to like the bike. But I Maybe think it's they nostalgic. Like it. It's like yeah. um, it's like you know, my first bike was a huffy with purple flowers and those like plastic things that come out of the handle, right? With the with the banana seat, what they call it, banana uh, seat, uh-huh, uh-huh. where you, we had you and your friend uh-huh, were able to uh-huh. ride it. N- nobody does that those these days, right? <laughs> but yeah, maybe it's like it's so cheesy. Yeah, it's become nostalgic, and but I don't know because I don't know bikes like yeah. that. So it's like it's like finding like old candy that you're like, oh my god, you know, like whatchamacallits. Yeah, or, or that you know that candy with the it's yellow and black, like a check, like a checker board pattern. What is that candy? Um, I think it's a local one. Not dum dums, but um, yellow. Black. I swear all those little candies would have ripped off my teeth now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not, is it Dum Dum? No, no, there's oh, like... Abba Zabba. Oh, what is Abba Zabba? <sighs> Abba Zabba's. That's what I was thinking. It's a chewy taffy with a peanut butter center. Oh, my gosh. Aren't Abba Zabba's made from, aren't they from the Bay Area? I yeah, they're made in Hayward. It. They're made in Hayward. Oh, it's the checkered. It's like a, yeah. I've never heard of these. It's from the Annabelle Candy Company in Hayward, California. Hmm. There you go. Funny. 
It's funny how like all these candies, like the packaging hasn't changed in 50 years. I guess you don't want to change it. Dots. Those are the ones. Remember oh, dots? I looked gosh. at those. Those are terrible. Who eats dots? I've seen them more as decorative stuff. People use mm. them to make, um, actually our friend, I think, uh, at their, at their, their child's, uh, birthday party, they had like a little tree or Korean thing that their mom made. It was made of dots, probably. Oh. Like what are those called? It was like the rice cake tower. I, yeah. I yeah. Know. Yeah. Oh, oh, the, wait, the, the edible one. Yeah. I think so. It's uh, like a, yeah. Made out of duck. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it. Oh, interesting. I just call it the rice cake cake tower thing. Those cakes are so dense. <laughs> like. <laughs> I think they're just for looks or do people actually eat them? You can eat it, but it's it's like it's very subtly sweet and it's very dense. I mean, you're basically mm. eating a brick of rice. <laughs> Um, what do they symbolize? Are they just symbolize? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the cake symbolizes. Maybe it's but, just a cake. It's just a cake. It, it's just it's like a rice cake, right? A yeah. rice flour cake. Yeah, because historically, all the I think all the desserts were made from rice flour. Rice. Yeah, yeah. Was it was it that way for Filipino desserts too? Um, I would say the main ingredients are like sweet rice, coconut milk coconut sure anything any product with coconut like all kinds like the milk from the cream to the shreds to the caramel um yeah rice and sweet uh -huh. yeah sweet rice yeah it's, it's what about all different versions of uh -huh. it. what about beans as dessert <laughs> beans in hollow hollow are our shaved ice dessert we use red beans oh red beans uh-huh yeah um sometimes like cream corn Mahabaka. Oh, yeah, cream interesting. Corn. Uh -huh. Yeah, we have that. But banana leaves, everything is either steamed, baked, double broiled. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we have a version too of rice flour, little little rice muffin. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Sometimes we we it's the pairing of this like little rice flour. It's called puto, and it's paired to eat with dinaguan, which is pork blood kind of stew. I'm guessing that's a savory, not a dessert. It's a savory. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. So if you go, it's typically eaten together. And so we were at the graduation party this weekend. And I guess a lot of people didn't eat the didn't go on because there's a lot of like second gens, you know, like a lot of us American boys were like, mm, we kind of don't touch it. Um, but they're always paired together, but we're always like, how do you eat them together? I was even asking my mom, do you dip the rice cake into the blood? And that's how you eat. And <laughs> we just did it. It's not like you dip, mm -hmm. you know, people dip their donuts. Yeah. In their, yeah. In your coffee. <laughs> but <laughs> it, I mean, the soup itself, it's not, is it, does it have like blood, ch like chunks, chunks or is no, it? No, it's not like, um soup where you see the the blood chunks are congealed yeah yeah, you know? yeah yeah no it's like a stew so it's not necessarily all broth it's just a stew and that's the main sauce um mm -hmm. chocolate meat we call it chocolate meat is it one of those things when a young person eats it like all the like elders like are Good so impressed you. yes yeah and yeah. like love it 
Yeah, because it's like, like oh, an old they're school. Like, oh wow, you eat it. <laughs> they're so ex- they're so excited and surprised and shocked yeah. at the same time. Um, we once <laughs> served it to our kids, my kid, and then one of my brother's kids. We said, "Okay, just try it. Just try it." They're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and we didn't tell him what it was. Uh-huh. And all of us, all my me and my brother, kind of giggling, like internally, we're like. They have no idea what this was. And then my mom always says, but when you were a baby, you ate it. I said, well, I didn't have a choice. <laughs> you just shoved it in my mouth, you know? Um, but yes, it is a delicacy. Uh, I mean, it's not appealing when you look at it. It does look like chocolate milk. Or chocolate, like chocolate milk. Didn't yeah, it's on. black. Didn't go on. The goat is like the name for blood. So it's didn't go. It's like to, to mm-hmm. use blood mm-hmm. as a soup. I see. <laughs> It has its own Wikipedia entry. Yeah, it's just, I guess, I don't know how to jazz it up to look, make it look more enticing. Like, no, we don't put er- like greenery or anything like that. It's just mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, yeah. in a pot next to the rice cakes. There you go. Some foods cannot be jazzed up. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like as a, I, I think it's hard for non-Asians to accept beans as dessert. Oh, you mean like the red beans and the white beans? Yeah, just the concept of a bean as a dessert, I think is very, it can be very, it could take a while to understand that. Well, it's like sweet beans though. Yeah, because in the West, there's no, I don't feel like there's any sweet bean there's like baked beans, but you think of it as a like a savory dish, you yeah, know? like barbecue. Not, beans, yeah, yeah, not yeah. a dessert. And in um, Latino like foods or Hispanic foods, it's like there's no like black beans that there like must a sweet bean. Like I'm just thinking about mole, but mole's not made out of beans. It's just like no. it has cho- like a chocolate. chocolate yeah, yeah, but but I think Maybe. Asia, yeah, Asia is the only. <laughs> are we allowed to claim it (laughs) yeah i mean yeah maybe maybe in places in africa beans are also used as desserts we don't know but yeah i'm not super fan of red bean desserts are you when i was young i thought they were strange but as i get older yeah i feel like i appreciate them more but it's not like my favorite like for korean in korea like there's a whole red bean popsicle Oh, there's like a red bean. Yeah. Red bean bar. Like red beans as desserts are, it's it's like a big thing. I wonder, is it just plentiful in Asia? And that's how they just decided. It's like corn to America, right? Everything is made out of corn. They just seem to grow it. Ah, They just put everything in it. So maybe it's like a staple in there and like conducive to like the climate of Asia. I don't know. That's why. Yeah. And like, can any bean be used as a dessert or is it just like a red bean? I guess you could use white beans. Yeah, white that's beans. like white yeah. beans I've seen. But like white beans? But if I use like a kidney bean. No. Like, I, I, <laughs> like there's something probably about the consistency that is, that makes it like work with like sugar. Like it almost becomes like a paste, you yes, know? Yes, like a paste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Ooh, red bean and rice that's what some cultures that's what they rely on right that's mm-hmm. their staples 
but not as a dessert. No. Yeah. Yeah, I would say maybe I'm just being, I'm, well, I'm totally biased. I go, oh man, Filipinos, they just love dessert. I feel like the dessert table growing up was just as big it's like how many different ways can you use rice flour and <laughs> coconut milk <laughs> right and rice and like it's like rice and coconut it's like how many different ways can you do well, okay. it well all right so tell me some of some of the different ways so like uh, bibinka right okay bibinka is like rice with like coconut milk sugar <laughs> and you bake it Right. Uh-huh. So it's a baked Baking. form. It's a baked form. Mm-hmm. And then you have um the boiled form, which I've been making recently because it's super easy. I realized oh, it's called palitao, and you just it's literally glutinous rice flour and water. You smash it into balls, or you put it into balls, you smash it, you put it in boiling water, and once it rises up, mm-hmm. you roll it in like, oh, that's what I made for that oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You roll it with coconuts and seeds. That's one. Okay, okay. The and two. then two, three is like you put it in banana leaves. You put like a uh, like rice flour, rice flour uh-huh. and rice. Uh, it's called suman. They have it. Uh, where you wrap it, you could either put it in a tray and steam it, or you could wrap it in banana leaves mm-hmm. and steam it. Mm-hmm. So um, this is steamed. Steamed. Uh-huh. However, you, each has its form. One could be ube flavored. Oh, one could be this flavored. One could be that flavored. Yeah. What about a fried version? A fried version of uh no mostly we use fries coconut balls like uh, rice uh-huh, uh-huh. coconut balls and they're sticky i forgot uh-huh. what they're called and you deep you deep fry them and you put them in sticky syrupy syrup and you put mm-hmm. them on sticks oh okay okay mm-hmm. yeah i would say like a korean family gathering dessert table is pretty not oh gosh i don't want to say it's non-existent but not very prominent but the representation of pickled vegetables and carbs is very high (laughs) we love carbs we love pickled vegetables okay how many ways like what's a very your pickled vegetables okay other than kimchi i guess kimchi could be used so many different ways too right yeah yeah you could pickle you could pickle anything you could kimchi anything really so what are the main ingredients it's like kimchi yeah vinegar no Mm -mm -mm. No, so it's not even bigger. Uh, garlic, red pepper powder, um, like some sort of fermented fish product, like a fish sauce or a shrimp, preserved shrimp. Not preserved, okay. but yeah, you use this like little shrimp thing. Makes it a little, gives a little of that like funk. Well, what's the fermenting agent then? Salt? I, I don't know. There's no. Oh. Okay. So then the, the first step is you salt your cabbage. And then you make a paste and usually the paste is made out of like garlic, onion, a fruit, red pepper powder. And then you put a little bit of fish yeah. sauce and then okay. you put the paste on the cabbage and then it ferments. ferments. Mm-hmm. And you leave it out on the counter or how do you do it? You put it in a um, dark corner? Yeah, yeah. I think you leave it out in a on the counter for it to ripen quicker or you'll like maybe leave it out for a little like a few days and then you'll put it in your fridge but you could also just put it in your fridge and then it'll ferment slower oh amazing that way oh i i think filipinos always pickle with with vinegar Mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh yeah i love pickled stuff too 
They're the, yeah. like the best. It's it is. The best. Hmm. It is. Yeah. All right. Well, is there any other thing we went? <laughs> I'll just I'll just end with this. Um, I really love BTS, but the fans can be a little too much. Even okay. So there were like what twenty thousand people at this concert. Probably, I think that's what the capacity is. Wow. On his and and so how long was the show? Two hours. It was mostly him. It was all him. All him. Wow. He had some like he had like a band and backup dancers, but no like other vocalists. Amazing. Yeah. And it was like I'm guessing the audience is of all colors and mm-hmm. wow. So they just like really really have... diverse. I mean, I would say most of the fans are Asian women, but not like all Korean or anything. Yeah. 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 It's it's pretty diverse. Like if you went there, I don't think you would know immediately that it was k-pop yeah and so this lady this the, the stranger mm-hmm. um did you talk to her about her fandom like how did she encounter these tickets oh we she i don't remember how she became a fan we had exchanged these emails like with other people in the group but i don't exactly remember how she became one let me see but she i think she had gone to some other concerts in the past as well Wow. Let me see. Trying to. Okay. She's in her early 60s. And she became a fan because she saw a video that was trending on YouTube. Huh. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway kind of fun um well thank you all for listening <laughs> to our random conversation see you next time see you next time take care and don't forget to call your mom <laughs>